0: If you've heard me talk about football in this season as it relates to last, I have a theory that last season was so good, was such a juicy season filled with a bunch of drama and parody and excitement that it would be a struggle if they tried to replicate that again this year. So the the quality of football we're seeing this year is more terrible. Because a great way to follow up one of the biggest seasons in NFL history, as they put it, is to lessen the quality of football so that everything is bad and looks bad in comparison, but also that, in a way, the chaos that ensues is exciting. The Steelers are one of the headlining teams right now for this chaos theory. A team that was 3-7 and seven a few weeks ago started rattling off some unexpected wins. Right now hanging on that ninth loss, but they're not there yet because they keep winning. Seven and eight right now are the Steelers. One of the front teams for this chaos theory. What is going on with the Steelers? I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what I think. We'll get there. But big story, recent story, more recent than the Steelers playing, was last night, Sunday Night Football, Christmas feature, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals Played a football game. It wasn't the best quality football game because both the teams, not great, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading their division with a losing record. Right now they're 7-8, and eight, and spoiler alert, they beat the Cardinals last night. Here was the pivotal moment in that game. James Conner was having a great game up to that point, running the ball well, taking chunks of yards, pounding through, playing a good game of football. I love James Conner. Sad about his time in Pittsburgh. Glad he's succeeding elsewhere. But he was doing well. The Cardinals had the lead. It was third and one. Listen to this play and the call by Westwood one. Phenomenal. Mike Golick, the color guy, just listen to this call. Well, now they're going to go with the I formation. Conner is the fullback. McSorley is under center. Ingram is the tailback. They'll pitch it to Ingram. It's fumbled and recovered by Tampa Bay The Cardinals trying to get cute that's on cliff I mean, you don't execute the play but that's on cliff Run the damn ball up the middle. What do what are you doing? I, I? It's stunning to me You're you're you have what four wins. You're getting cute You got a You got a hammer that wears number six Give him the ball. Oh, my gosh. And that hammer he was talking about, James Conner, number six for the for the Arizona Cardinals. Mike Golick upset, as should have Cardinals Nation been, and the rest of the NFL fans that were watching the primetime Christmas game. Like, what in the world was that? What the heck? What are you doing? They tried to, I mean, you heard the call of what happened, and the ball was fumbled. The Cardinals had the lead. They did not have the lead for long after that. The Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady at quarterback, went on to tie the game at 16, went into overtime. The Cardinals received. The Cardinals received to start overtime, turned it over, and with a field goal by the Bucs, the Bucs won 19-16. I mean, so many of these teams just seem to be overthinking football. Cliff Kingsbury is now an enemy of broadcasters, it seems. Mike Golick. Do hear that? Run the damn ball! You know, because it's upset. I mean, in that regard, it's, it's overthinking. Cliff Kingsbury has shown that he's not great with offense. Doesn't help the Cardinals either. They're in a rough situation, and not that the Cardinals have any relation to the Steelers, but this just proves my theory of chaos as a whole in the NFL that some of these teams just playing poorly, and it might be because they overthinking. I know the Patriots aren't doing well this year, but I remember a few years ago when they won the Super Bowl in 2019 against the Rams, I remember Bill Belichick and Tom Brady uh, when Tom Brady was still on the team, they were talking about getting back to the basics and running the football and chewing clock. And that's the the keys to winning in that case. Uh, run the ball, play defense, and don't turn the ball over. You heard that from Josh Taylor. He's ingrained that in my mind. But, I mean, it seems to be true in many cases. And when you have a team that's good enough up front on the line, that formula can create winning. And the Patriots were an example of that they did it in 2019. They just grinded clock out and, Getting back to the basics is important. What the Cardinals did, though, late in that game was not the basics. It was, like, too flashy. And flashy's okay. And you hear me talk about this a lot with Matt Canada. I want to see a little bit more variety in the plays. But on a play like that where it's third and one, James Conner had already been having a great game, and they set him up in the fullback position. Just hand him the ball. I agree with Mike Golick. Hand him the ball. Tough loss for the Cardinals. Who are now four and eleven and struggling. Might not have their franchise quarterback next season either. He's out for a while. He'll be rehabbing most, if not all, of the offseason. They're struggling. A team that was supposed to be one of the top NFC contenders this year was anticipated to do well. Is continuing to not do well, but at a at a rate where they're at four wins. Mike Gollick was not shy to point that out either. Tough on the Cardinals. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 7-8, lead their division. Amazing. All right, that's enough from national news. That was uh, that was Sunday Night Football yesterday, uh, the big turning point play that allowed the, the Buccaneers to get the ball back, tie the game, and then eventually win in overtime. Now let's move over to the Steelers specifically here. The AFC North is quite the division, a division that looked weak to start but now has some strong teams moving closer to the end of the regular season. The Bengals lead 11-4. and four. They've clinched a playoff spot. That was last week. The Ravens clinched the playoff spot this week when New England lost. The Steelers still in the hunt. Still in the hunt, more realistically in the hunt. 7-8. Third place, the Cleveland Browns finally fell off. The Cleveland Browns were keeping pace with the Steelers most of the season, but the Browns lost to the Saints on Saturday with a 6 and 9 record the browns out of the playoffs the browns the first team eliminated from the playoffs from the afc north the bang was the first team to get in and then followed by the ravens so the steelers right now are in that still neutral territory what's going to happen so the storylines were when the steelers became 2 and 6 to start of the season that no team that started 2 and 6 Has ever made the playoffs in NFL history. So we know that. I guess the question is, are the Steelers going to be the first team in history to start so poorly but come back and make the playoffs? They're playing under different circumstances, too, with the 17-game season over 18 weeks. And a seventh wild card uh, now in the format. I'm sorry, a third wild card, seven total teams. You get my point three wildcard format now that the NFL has is a little bit of a different format than before, so maybe it's a little bit easier to get in, but what would it mean for the Steelers to overcome a poor start to make the playoffs? Is this a good thing? You can call me if you want to weigh in. 412-928- 9370 is the number. Is it a good thing? I'm trying to weigh the options here because I want to be I want the Steelers to get good draft position. That's That was my vision going into uh, the middle of the season when they were struggling. I'm like, okay, draft position is a good thing. I don't care what people argue about Tomlin's track record of drafting because, first of all, I don't think it's that bad. But also, if you're picking before the other teams, you have that advantage. You have more of a chance of getting the guy you want to get. And I don't really care what players look like on paper. If there is a guy that a team wants and that and the team can get that guy, that's the most important thing. It's all about them melding as a unit, as a team. So I trust whoever's picking in that case. And the Steelers haven't drafted poorly enough over the years for me to, to doubt their ability to pick. Having that further high up pick would be a good thing but here's what happens then two and six then three and seven and then all of a sudden now they're magically seven and eight hanging on it's not a losing season yet not a losing season yet mike tomlin still has that does that matter i still don't think that that matters i was hoping that that ended as well because i would think that if they're not playing for mike tomlin to never have a losing season anymore that Maybe they'll take more risks and they'll play better and they'll uh, start to achieve a greater end. But here they are now, seven and eight, and now that 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 makes me ask the question: Is this is this a good thing? Because there are so many other franchises in the NFL right now that are performing poorly. There are so many other franchises that have not won Super Bowls are not tied for the most Super Bowls in NFL or the Super Bowl-era history. So are we ungrateful for wanting the team to lose to get draft stock? And now I'm thinking about that. Like, wait, don't we expect wins? Don't we want the team to play as best as they possibly can? I still don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, and that's the only reason why I think draft position would be most important here, and the winning doesn't matter. But then again, We do watch football. We do pay for tickets to games to watch the Steelers win. To watch entertaining football and to watch the team win. You don't want to go to a Steelers game. You didn't want to sit out when they were playing the Raiders in near zero degree temperature and watch the Steelers lose. And that thought crossed many of your minds, I'm sure, because they were down late. But we go out there, and we support the team to watch them win. And now they're doing that. They are making adjustments, and they are playing well enough to beat teams that they should beat. They weren't doing that at the beginning of the year, and now they are. So is the adjustment, is them making that adjustment good enough? Is that important enough to you that they're winning? Is this a good thing that they're winning, and are we being – Ungrateful for wanting them to lose. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is my number. We got a caller. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, brother. Uh Bob.
1: Um yeah. As far as the win, yeah, a nice high draft pick would be nice, but like a win that came uh like they had the other night where Kenny Pickett led them in uh won the game in the last two How minutes, about George Pickens
0: played... receiving some passes, uh, hey, right?
1: Wait, hey, right, right i get done. I didn't get done yet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Penny Pickett, George pick is the whole thing, but for their confidence, I think that wins big. So I'm going with win the game. As far as the draft picks and how they've done lately, Jarvis Jones, Artie Burns, Edmonds, uh, these are all first round pick. Uh, Bush, uh, look, they got Watt at 25. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just we'll just roll the dice on a draft pick because that's all it is—a shoot anyway. You never know. So no, I'm 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 good with that win. And hey, if they Make the playoffs. Let's get both. uh, Let's get the two wins. If they don't, okay, I'd take two losses. But hey, with them winning for Kenny Pickett, for the whole team, for their confidence going on, young guys, I'm going with the win. Forget the draft picks.
0: Thanks, Bob. I appreciate the call. All right. We got one opinion. Let's get another. 412 928 9370. You're on 937, the fan. Go ahead. Introduce yourself.
1: Dave from Delmont. Thanks for taking my call.
0: You're welcome, Dave. Tell me what's on your mind. Uh,
1: We're in a land of mediocrity with uh, Tomlin. It's absolutely worthless to try and even make the playoffs. I mean, that's great. But the only adjustments that they've made is none. We've been playing teams that are under 500. That's why we're winning. We're not going to run into teams like that in the playoffs. We need to get rid of our coaching staff and start new.
0: All right. Thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate it. See, but I see both sides in that case. I do. Um, I understand that viewpoint. But my whole thing is that if they're all that matters is is that they're winning and they're and they're getting better. In that case, we got another caller. Hold on, I'm a bit distracted. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Let me hear your opinion. I'm sorry. Go ahead, introduce yourself. What's your name?
1: Oh, my name is uh, Sean. I'm from uh, Derry.
0: Nice. Tell me what your opinion is.
1: My opinion is very simple. that The Steelers had no business being in contention for the playoffs. This team is not good by any stretch of the imagination, and I think that they're leading everybody to believe that this is uh, this season is some sort of miracle. Even if they make the playoffs, they're going to lose the, in the first round. They're out, and then what are we got? We got ourselves the, like a mid-20s pick, and Do- that's not going to give – I, I don't think that's gonna give
0: give us uh, the the uh, pl- player that we need. All right, thanks I, for the, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, okay, I'm getting I'm understanding the point where we're not making the playoffs anyway, so why try? Or we're not gonna win the Super Bowl, so why try? It, it, but I would I would counter that with. These guys are players that are developing and learning and gaining experience in order to win. So if something's happening where they're clicking and they're playing well, like Kenny Pickett's development, super important, whether you like that he was drafted or not, he's on the team now. That can't change. That's not debatable. I don't want to debate that anymore. You shouldn't debate that anymore. He's the quarterback. So if he's gaining experience enough to play well and mesh with Matt Canada and the offense is playing better and doing more trickery and scoring and winning games that they should win. And that is a good thing. Which I don't know what we want as, as Pittsburghers. Like, I, I, Like, do we not want the team to try to win? That's, that's what I'm contesting with here. And remember that these guys are human beings playing a game of football. And they're still learning and experiencing things. This team is young. But the fact that they're beating teams... At all, at this point. I don't care who the teams are. Because they still beat the Bengals once. And they've got a shot, they've got a realistic shot to beat the Ravens who were in the playoffs already and to get revenge against the Browns who have been eliminated from the playoffs. Two more division opponents. And that'll be the true test to whether they are a playoff contender or not to make it, because those two teams Gave them trouble earlier in the season. But, like, I – this year is a rough year. This year should be judged on a curve. Almost every team is really bad. Does that still mean that we want the Steelers to not perform well or not work to get better? The draft pick would be nice, but the Steelers getting better and the human beings that make up the team – Gaining experience, gaining knowledge, and then putting that together to create wins is not bad and should not be regarded as bad. And maybe we're ungrateful as Steeler fans to want them to start tanking and losing. And that's just what's making me think. And I was a part of the tank brigade a few weeks ago as well, but they're not tanking anymore. They're not tanking. So where do we go from here? Do we want to cheer them on and still have them lose? Or would it be kind of exciting to see them make the playoffs after such a poor start? I'm conflicted on it altogether. It's a difficult topic of conversation, but a topic of conversation we'll continue to discuss. My name is Nicholas Callis. This is the Fan Early Morning Show, talking Steelers, also talking the rest of the NFL's chaos. If you want to weigh in on anything, you can call me for the last five minutes of this show. 412 928 9370 is the phone number. Talked about the uh, Cardinals losing in. Grand fashion to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are leading their division right now with a 7-8 and 8 record. Interesting enough there. And uh, the AFC North is also a division of interest, with the Steelers still in the hunt at 7-8. And, and the other two teams at the top of the division, the Bengals and the Ravens, clinching playoff berths along with the Browns being eliminated this weekend. Let's take a caller here. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, Ed from Kennedy Township. Hi, Ed. Hey. Ed. The Steelers' record at one time was two
0: and seven, wasn't it? Uh, th- uh, no, they three and seven. They were never as bad as two and seven. They were two and six. Then they went one and one. So they were three well, and six just, then three uh, and seven.
1: No matter what, it's still amazing for, for Mike Tomlin to have kept the team together, and you know, they have a chance to finish over five
0: hundred. That's what I'm saying. I I don't love that because I wanted that streak to go away, so that they weren't playing for that specifically anymore. But then again. I'm torn because I'm like, do, are we w- really wishing for them to lose, or can we appreciate that they're trying like they are, and that they? Yeah, I'm,
1: are... I'm not a Tomlin kiss up or anything like that, but this is still amazing
0: for any coach to do this. I agree. Thank you for the call, Ed. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, now here's what I want to say too. I'm not totally impressed, and if he loses his streak of non-losing seasons, I'm good with that. But the fact that they are still getting results after such a poor start, that says something. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, so I wasn't on board with them winning games. But, like, again, they're human beings, guys. They are people who are coming together as a collective with a goal to win football games. They weren't doing it before, and now they are doing it. They're finding some success, albeit against teams that are not good. But then again, the Steelers were losing to teams that you might have expected them to beat earlier in the year. The Patriots is a glaring one. But now they're winning games that they might have very well lost earlier in the season. That's my only take on that. You can say that the NFL is not great this year and we're not going to see any of the teams that they're beating now in the playoffs. That's true, but how promising is it to watch Kenny Pickett quarterback and offense, to watch the team come together, to have Matt Canada calling some plays that might surprise you in certain cases. Other times they make you frustrated, but he's still learning and all, all signs are pointing right now to him likely coming back next season. Not going to guarantee that, though, because I don't really know. But what they're doing right now is good in its own sense. The people that are on the team supposed to be making wins happen are. We should not be ungrateful for that as fans of the team. That's my whole point. Don't be ungrateful for the wins. It's not that much of a detriment either. I don't think that the Steelers have drafted that poorly over the last few recent seasons. You can cite a few bad examples, and that's okay, but don't forget about the good ones. Don't forget about the good ones. And speaking of drafting, I just want to say this too. I was talking about this this, this morning with Kale Berger, who's going to be hosting the Fan Morning Show this morning, but before I started this show, I said to him, I'm like, Zach Wilson is the quarterback that the New York Jets are relying on to do well, and look how poorly he's been performing. But remember, Zach Wilson was picked number two overall by the Jets. Now, you can call in and answer this in the next three minutes. Who would you rather have quarterbacking the Steelers, Zach Wilson or Kenny Pickett? I can just assume, though, that many of you would say Kenny Pickett, giving him a chance to do well and show and seeing the progress and the potential that he has. You'd probably pick Kenny Pickett. So keep that in mind, too, okay? I mean, drafting high, think about how many teams have drafted high and, and drafted busts. The Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield are a glaring one from a few years ago. Although Baker Mayfield now is on a Los Angeles Rams team, and, and he's doing well, but didn't do well with the Browns. Didn't turn them around. So it's all a mixed bag. It's all weird. It's all, you can't, it's a, It's an unident, it's, sorry, it's an undefinable science. Keep that in mind. One more thing I'm going to say, because I got to run to a break so we can get to the fan morning pre-show with Kel Berker, but Matt Canada, in certain cases, calls plays well. That play to Connor Hayward to seal the deal for the Steelers was a great play. Connor Hayward. From out of nowhere, takes the ball, runs it down the far side, gets a first down, Raiders don't have enough timeouts to stop the Steelers from kneeing it. So they just gave up, game over. Plays like that are interesting. Plays like that make me go, huh, what a great play. Nobody nobody would have seen that coming. Everybody thought Najee. Because Najee was having such a good game, he handed off, though, to the rookie Pittsburgh hero because everybody knows Cam Hayward, so now he... Now we know Connor Hayward runs well, big dude, takes it up, gets the Steelers a first down. But where was that the entire game is also my question because there was a big theme where there were a bunch of checkdowns being thrown and screen passes being thrown most of the game. Now those checkdowns worked at the end of the game because it chipped away at yards and it got uh, got the Raiders vulnerable and it got the Steelers deep in the Raiders' territory. But, like, where are the – Where are those interesting play calls the whole game? Those nifty play calls are the calls that are going to get the Steelers past tough teams should they make the playoffs or in the future when they're competing to be one of the top teams in the AFC again. Maybe call those. But those weird screen passes on second and third down, many of the checkdowns that still exist from the Ben Roethlisberger era. Get rid of those. I don't want to see those. Mix it up a little bit. Run the ball well, but the checkdowns, the short passes like that, that's thats why I'm torn on Matt Canada because he's shown some calls of brilliance, but he's also making some calls that scratch, uh, make you want to scratch your head.